The rains came to the foreign city with red skies. All over, people watched the fiery night above them, brushed their palms across their foreheads and muttered, tomorrow will bring rain. The clouds were restless with the wind. The next day, rain did not come, nor the day after. Two weeks later, though, it came as the people promised. Men at the mosques washed their feet in the rain, catching the water from the faucets with care, one hand holding their coats to shield their heads from the sky. The drops of moisture were stars on their foreheads, shining as they ran down wrinkled faces into the whites of cloudy eyes. In them, the town saw heaven, and it was gray. For a while, the rains took the power with them. The people in their houses sat in the dark of candlelight. The sky was bright outside, and the planes flying overhead through the night did not know they were passing over a city. In the morning, the rains were gone, and when they cleared, there was a holiday. The people streamed into the street and watched the leftover water run off the cobblestones. The sun was glowing and pulsing. The water made off with the dust and the stray garbage bags and ran out to the highways and sand hills. Above it were the sigh and flap of rugs as they dried out the windows. Wet coats, strung from hangers on the balconies, leaned low over the morning city. The rains came, and with them, the police. They stood about in the sun after it cleared, tan as wheat, smelling the cobblestones. The police dragged wet sandbags to dry in the sun on the streets. They made a small gray mound, right in the middle of the traffic lane. There was a sweet smell of sandbags drying, and the policemen brought more for the other lanes, so, as they were drying, the sandbags made a blockade. The cars were all stopping by the sandbags, and the policemen were leaning against them, checking licenses and back plates. We were seven in the car, coming from the market, and no one had a seatbelt. Madame was in the front seat with Abudi, and Baba was driving. Nizreen and I were in the back seat with Lemma and Dunia, the little girls. We talked about bribing the policeman. Madame gathered up our apples and put them in a bag. Here be. You give these to the policeman. I didn't want to. Madame wasn't listening. I said, here, Nizreen, you give these to the policeman. We stopped at the sandbags, which stretched from the station to the public garden, and Baba rolled down his window. Now, B. Nizreen and I got out of the car, giggling, and handed the bag of apples to the policeman. Then we got back in. The policeman opened the bag to inspect it. He had blonde hair beneath his gray cap. In the sun, it was glinting. He looked through Madame's window into the back seat where Nizreen and I sat, giggling. He checked Baba's license. Go through, he said, holding the apples. Go through. We didn't go far. We rolled past the blockade and parked on the other side in front of our building. I turned around to look for the policeman. In the rearview mirror, Baba caught me turning. Baba said, I see bee likes blonde men. In the back seat, Dunia caught my giggling. Madame said, Shh, Dunia, it's not nice on young girls to giggle. Later, I would learn that the blonde policeman was also watching. He followed us with his eyes all the way out of our car, and he found us again, five floors up on our balcony, airing our shoes. Dunia's shoes were too small. They were patent leather white, and they almost slipped through the railing. 
he saw Nizreen bend to retrieve them. His friends stood around, checking cars and license plates. They wanted to buy cigarettes. Come on, Adele, they said to the blonde policeman. But Adele was still holding our apples. Another car rolled up, and he thought he heard someone giggle in it, so he let that car go through, because he liked the sound.